WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Yeah, what do you say we do that? Hi, everybody. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, right here on the Upfront program. It's another Monday morning, and we get a chance to uh, share with you some of the things that uh, we might have figured out uh, over the uh, course of the week. And, uh, boy, we've been searching high and low for uh, a lot of uh, stories. But uh, the first story that I want to share with you today is yesterday. Because yesterday I had the distinct pleasure of um, being with nearly all of my first cousins from my mother's side at a delightful reunion and discovered that nearly all of them are retired. (laughs) So this morning I found that the Daily Mail had produced a listing about the least affordable states to retire in the United States, according to a recent report by WalletHub.com. Now, the report um, uh, telling you where it is least affordable to retire in the U.S. uh, used three primary metrics, affordability, quality of life, and health care. To compare all 50 states, we found that New York ranked as, well, the number one place uh, that you don't want to retire to. They listed it as number 10 in quality of life and 16th in health care, but dead last in affordability. Why? Well, it's due to the state's high adjusted cost of living and their awful tax rates, including in New York City, where they even tax your income. And not surprisingly, Vermont and Massachusetts are also on the list. And Connecticut and Maine were also in the top ten. Can you believe that? Other uh, states in, uh, in the north, and they consider Maryland to be in the north, and Illinois also ranked poorly in affordability, all falling into the top ten, while California came in number 36th in affordability. I kind of, I found that surprising. Rhode Island, at least, escaped being in the top 10 as the most expensive states to retire in. But we all know that there are less expensive states to relocate to once you've begun living on a pension. For example, Virginia is number one as the best state to retire in, followed very closely by number two, Florida. Just as you know, Rhode Island is number 40 out of 50 on that list. And New Hampshire is the only New England state. It ranks number six on the latest Wallet Hub listing. My source for all of this information for you is the DailyMail.com, published where? Of course, in London, England. In my mind, there is nothing dumber than ranked choice voting. I've told you that before on this program. And there are two states that have adopted this crazy system for voters, and they are Alaska and Maine. And now we learn this morning that another nutty, woke state is thinking about it. They have legislation in to adopt it. It's being debated in Minnesota. Now, I keep hearing from people who I talk to privately that this country is going crazy, and I cannot argue with them. And ranked choice voting requires voters to rank candidates in order of preference. Uh, No concern about what party uh, they, uh, or even what their thoughts are, whether they're conservative, liberal, progressive, doesn't matter. What they do is they just... They just simply vote for people. And and as a result, there's like 30, 40 people on the ballot in some places. It's cra- it is super crazy. Even, the, you know, for example, Bouchard is a, would be perhaps at the beginning of the ballot. Or if your name is Allard, for example, you'd be right up there on the top, practically. No, no, no. 
If no candidate receives 50% of the vote, the candidate with the least number of votes is eliminated. But the remaining candidate's votes are distributed to whichever candidate his voter ranked as their second choice. This is so stupid. Now, this process continues until one candidate clears 50%. Now, it sometimes requires voters to go to the polls three times or even more. To determine a winner. Talk about stupid. Now, it can take months to determine a winner, and yet four more states are actually considering doing rank choice voting, including our woke next-door neighbor, Connecticut. My source for this stupid story is thefederalist.com. Former President Trump doesn't seem to be too concerned that Alvin Bragg that woke Manhattan, New York district attorney plans to have Trump arrested tomorrow for what I call trumped up charges. You like that? <laughs> trumped up charges about a keep quiet agreement that dates all the way back to 2016. Seriously? Trump says no matter what, he will travel to Texas this coming weekend for what will be his first major rally. Yeah, all of those previous times that he's appeared were what we call speaking engagements. But this is going to be his first rally as he seeks the GOP nomination for president in 2024. It'll be held March 25th in Waco, Texas. And, and we'll, we'll remind you about Waco, Texas in a minute. It's part of McLennan County which Trump, by the way, won in 2020 by more than 23 points. Waco, you may recall, is the site of a deadly 1993 massacre where federal agents and the FBI, they seized a compound called Branch Davidian. Remember that? That was a religious cult and set fire to it. It was terrible. Foxnews.com is the source of my story. Then the Washington Post was quick to report that Trump asked his supporters to protest... If the arrest labeled political prosecution actually happens. Oh, yeah, the Washington Post all shook up about this. Citizens Free Press reported that. Fox News is reporting it appears New York is hoping to get video of Trump being in handcuffs so that they can use the video to try and thwart his presidential campaign. Yeah, we got it. Foxnews.com, the source. Meanwhile, Politico. No friend of Trump had this on their website this morning. On this day in 1998, President William Clinton, we call him Bill, settled a sexual harassment lawsuit by making an $850,000 hush payment. Remember that? Oh, you don't. Well, let me help you remember. The settlement with, was with one Paula Jones. And it was reached without the suit going to trial. It heaped fuel on Clinton's impeachment proceedings by the Republican-controlled House. Yes, the Republicans do know how to do an impeachment as well. He was acquitted, though, in a subsequent Senate trial and completed his term in office, just as Donald Trump did, as I reminded you in previous programs. My source, Politico.com. By the way, no arrest of Bill Clinton was ever made. Did you know there were 43 deaths among the 1,877 adverse events that were voluntarily reported last week, ending March 10th, 2023. Now we have to wonder, what would the numbers really be if it was mandatory to report COVID deaths and adverse events. Well, we have to wonder because, uh, it, you know, it is a voluntary system. And frankly, I've never talked to anyone who has reported that they had an adverse event following getting a COVID shot. But I got news for you. Every one of those people told me that they did have an adverse event. Anyway. Uh, what this does is it lifts the cumulative number of U.S. deaths reported to the VARES uh, to 17,114. That's the number of adverse events. If we add them all up now, 
it comes to only 943,912. Remember, it's voluntary to report. So uh, adverse events and deaths reported to VARS in any given week could have occurred days, weeks, or even months ago since the system can only report what they learn if somebody decides to report it. And everyone I talked to that had an adverse event said they kept it to themselves. My source, citizenfreepress.com. The Political Signal, it's a new site that I check on, is reporting that Tom Brady and his estranged wife seem to be dropping hints that they might be getting back together. Seems that psychologist Joe Hemmings believes that the recent social media behavior of both of them are positive signs in that direction. The chance of reconciliation between Giselle, Giselle uh, and Tom, Tom Tom, is quite high. But it won't happen overnight, despite their impulsiveness at times. Hemming said all of this in an interview with the Sun.com. That's another European website. All right. You are listening to the Upfront Program. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard is your host. And uh, I'm so pleased to be with you here on a Monday morning. And guess what's going to happen in just a few hours from now? It'll be the first day of spring. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. And I need to ask you, are you covered if water or sewer water backs into your home from any sewer pipe or drain? You know, most people learn too late that such damage is not covered by traditional homeowner policies. But the Benjamin Agency, your Allstate agency, now offers coverage to protect you from such damage. And with the heavy rains that we had this winter, not much snow, this just might concern you. You see, water backup coverage also protects you from damage from failed sump pumps. This is especially important if you have a finished basement. Policies for $5,000, $10,000, or even $25,000 coverage with as little as $500 deductible are available. This policy could be very important to you. So why don't you call 401-765-5000 or stop in at either the agency across from CVS at Park Square or their other office at 72 South Main Street, South Bellingham to learn more. Remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. We're licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334-6060, Dion's Plumbing systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. The panel on Monday mornings, yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I do this program solo. And uh, it's basically a monologue about things that I have picked up over the uh, course of the week. Off the Internet, I do about, uh, I'm up to around 30 different websites that I follow. And I scan these websites. I'm a pretty good speed reader. And if I find something I think that I feel belongs on this talk show, and I like it being the first talk show of the week, uh, my whole idea here is to start you talking on the other talk shows that follow uh, my program and possibly uh, uh, bring the topic up and have a long conversation with whoever's doing the talk show. For example, uh, we have Joey Gallon coming on at 930. And he might want to talk about Tom Brady and Giselle. He might. And again, he might want to talk about the Bruins. I think they want a, a hockey game. And uh, heaven forbid, he might even want to talk about that basketball stuff that's going on. And maybe even some of those golf games that uh, took place. Uh, I follow none of that anymore. Did you know that Donald Trump spoke in Iowa last week? I followed that. The mainstream media made it a point to ignore that people were in line for about 11 hours in order to get in and see and hear Don Trump uh, in Iowa while spreading a CNN poll that they took, that's CNN that spread it, where they claim Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are in a dead heat. That's a bunch of crap. But the fact is that Trump remains the front runner in the Republican primary field everywhere else except on that Trump story that was... Uh, being spread by CNN last week. A morning consult poll released Tuesday shows Trump leading his next closest competitor, who happens to be Ron DeSantis, by 24 percentage points in a crowded field. The rest of them just getting single numbers, basically. Thus far, only two people, former Governor Nikki Haley, uh, Republican from South Carolina, and relatively unknown Vivek Ramaswamy have joined Trump as announced candidates in the GOP field. So there's only really three people running right now for president on the Republican side um, this coming uh, election season. Okay, just want you to know that. By the way, DeSantis was able to draw a thousand people when he spoke in Iowa. Trump drew um, ten thousand people. And there were a whole there were a whole bunch of people standing outside that could not get in. I just thought I'd mention that. You're listening to the Upfront program, and uh, hi, you're first on WNRI. Turn your radio down. Thank you. I'll be ve- my radio is down. What am I, a novice here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be ve- I'll be very brief, Mister Bouchard. Um, the issue between Trump and DeSantis, I have been commenting on it for a long time on Twitter. I like Ron DeSantis, but I believe he is put forth, and people disagree with me, but this is my belief. He is being put forth by what I call the big business GOPers, like McConnell, Bush, uh, Romney. Those people don't want Trump. And I think DeSantis is doing a very, very disservice, a very big disservice to this country by splitting the votes. And most people don't pay attention. You and I know that. They say, oh, Ron DeSantis, good guy. He's young, blah, blah, blah. It's not about him. It's about the, 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 the uh, splitting of the vote because there are people like me. If it's not Trump... I ain't voting. I'm with you. So, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just not going to vote because this is all a sham. You people like us and people who follow your radio station are probably some of the brightest voters in Rhode Island. This is the Democrat Socialist Party, and I don't care if you say, oh, I'm not a socialist, I'm your state legislature, blah, 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 then become an independent. Leave, walk away from the Democrat Party if you've got the balls to do it. Thank you, Mr. Bouchard, and uh, 
good luck and continued good health. Thank you. Thank you for your call. All right. And uh, in the uh, in the political crowd that I uh, hang around with, we call DeSantis's uh, uh, efforts to at least attract attention just being a spoiler. Now, I told you last week that I'd give you the ratings about the Oscar TV broadcast last Sunday night. So just so you know, for three years in a row, the ratings just keep shrinking. So last Sunday was described as officially dead by those who observe this sort of thing, with the third lowest rating in the history of being on the tube. Five years ago, the Hollywood showcase called the Oscars had 26 million viewers. So with a pathetic 18.7 million homes, Americans are telling Hollywood they no longer will get 44 million homes like they used to. Not everyone was watching the Oscars, by the way. 60 Minutes and The Equalizer on CBS both had over 5 million homes, as did uh, a basketball uh, game that was on CBS at 6 p.m. I've never seen anything at 6 p.m. get 5 million homes, but the basketball game did. Noting uh, the broadcast on Sunday night reached 5 million homes. Now that uh, rerun fever has ended, by the way, CBS returned to number one on Monday night with three programs reaching more than five million homes. That's my benchmark, folks. The Neighborhood, NCIS, NCIS Hawaii, while NBC made the cut with The Voice. Tuesday night, CBS scored again with its big three shows. They were all FBI programs. Uh, let's see, FBI and uh, Most Wanted and International, all gaining over 5 million homes. By the way, the only shows on Tuesday cable reaching over 3 million homes were Tucker Carlson followed by The Five, and they were both on Fox. Wednesday, nothing. Broadcast on Wednesday hit 5 million homes. Nothing on Thursday night either including NCAA basketball, or frankly, they have very small ratings. The one program I recorded and watched was Alaska Daily on ABC. It's about a fledging Alaska newspaper and its star reporter. Reached about 3 million homes. Just a little less than the NCAA playoffs, by the way. My source, showbuzz.com, in case you don't believe me. Now... This made national news on Breitbart.com. The Child Evangelism Fellowship, CEF. Guess where they're located? Here in Rhode Island, yeah. So they're suing the Providence Public School District for denying students access to its good news clubs on the same terms as secular clubs. They continue to deny equal access to good news clubs. Matthew Staver lead officer, a lawyer for Orlando-based Liberty Council, which represents CEF in Rhode Island, said, you cannot discriminate based on a Christian viewpoint. I suspect he's right. The school district has blocked CEF Rhode Island from hosting its club meeting at school facilities for two years, Liberty Council noted. Other organizations, however, such as the Boys and Girls Club, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, YMCA, and Girls on the Run, well, they're given free use of school facilities for their after-school programs, but the Good News Club, uh uh-uh, you can't meet. Such a prohibition violates their free speech, I would think, and equal protection rights. I'm not a lawyer, but Liberty Council is arguing that. My source, Breitbart.com. Did you know? that even with the British National Health System employing over 1.2 million full-time equivalent staff working in the NHS over there in the UK, trusts and clinical commissioning groups in England, that's over 31,000 more people compared to a year ago, up by 2.5%. British workers, British life expectancy now, as a result of all of this, has dropped in the world rankings, with only the U.S. faring worst among advanced economics. This is according to a new analysis, and you probably never read it in America. Some 70 years ago, people in the U.K. had one of the longest life expectancy ratings in the world, ranking 10th globally behind countries such as Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. But despite the average person now living more than 12 years longer... Than in 1950, 
Progress has stalled compared to other developed nations, with the U.K. falling all the way down to number 36 on the same global standings. The only G7 country, as a matter of fact, to fare worse than the U.S., has dropped 13 to 53 uh, in the U.N. list of 200 uh, countries that they score. Life expectancy here in the U.S., by the way, 77.4 years. So somehow I've made it to 84, going on 85 in June. Experts suggested the sluggishness progress was likely down to health inequities that has been widening, resulting in poorer social groups dying earlier than the wealthy. Hmm. I knew they'd have to throw that in. DailyMail.com is my story. Source. The... Washington Examiner ran a story on Thursday morning reporting Great Britain's National Health Service, which uh, is meant to provide free universal health care, is indeed collapsing under the strain of long wait lines, hidden data, and excess deaths. Long held up as the crown jewel of socialized health care, the world's largest government-run system is unraveling. You see the kinds of shortages, weights, burnout, and deprivation that we're seeing right now, and there's no amount of money that's going to solve this problem, says the WashingtonExaminer.com. And did you know that failed Silicon Valley Bank that failed last week, and we told you about it last week, was very generous with its money giving bonuses to its employees just before the FDIC stepped in and took over the bank. When they learned that the woke bank gave $73 million to Black Lives Matter and was a big contributor to the Democratic Party. Oh, no kidding. Breitbart.com is my source. You know, I was warned when I was quite young. I think it was my mother, actually. She was quite sharp. She told me that the FDIC only insures depositors up to $250,000. By the way, that's something I've never had to worry about anyway. Now, I learned on Thursday morning that there's a move underway to raise that amount above $250,000. You got $250,000 in the bank? I don't think so. I was told long ago that if you have lots of cash, which I don't, just open additional accounts in other FDIC-insured banks. So if you got a million dollars, open it in four banks. And that would insure you up to a million dollars. Sounds pretty simple to me. But I try to make things simple for you. So two and a half weeks after I reported to you that the Projo ran a scathing editorial scolding the Rhode Island Attorney General, Peter Narola, and the State Department of Environment uh, Management. We call it DEM for short. Doing nothing about the city of Woonsocket discharging untreated sewage into the Blackstone Raider. The call is now reporting, and they're the only ones that did this. They reported that the city faces up to $100,000 in fines in a because they read that 31-page lawsuit filed against the city. I tried to read it. I couldn't find it in there, but they did. Anyway, uh, it, they not only file it against the city, but the two contractors who do all the work over there on Cumberland Hill Road, um, they're, uh, they're going to be uh, possibly having to pay some fines here to deal with the operating uh, sewage treatment facilities that uh, you tend to smell occasionally there off Cumberland Hill Road. And just in case you missed my report on this topic two months ago, I could report it for you today. Um, uh, let me let me just uh, pick up some pieces from it here. An editorial in the Providence Journal takes the city of Woonsocket and two companies that are deeply involved in the Woonsocket sewage treatment plant to task for the second discharge of raw sewage into the Blackstone River. They were wrong. It was actually the third discharge. The scolding mentions Sinegro and Jacobs, the two companies involved in processing uh, the uh, sewage in the pipes in Woonsocket. But, of course, one of the companies also takes in uh, sewage from a whole bunch of communities. Uh, and, uh, well, you know, they, uh, they remind its readers 
that while the discharge takes place in Woonsocket, it points out, hey, the Blackstone River actually ends up at the Seekonk River, which, of course, then runs into Providence and ends up in Narragansett Bay. The scathing editorial mentioned that last June uh, we had a problem. And and they, I'm going to skip over some of this, but they basically slapped uh, the hand of the Attorney General and DEM because uh, they say there were laws that we're not supposed to pollute. And then we had a city council president, Chris Beauchamp, on the station. He suggested they may have reached the time to see if contracts with these companies can be broken, given the latest events and the never-ending complaints about the smells emanating from the facility. The, the Projo concluded their editorial uh, says apparently there seems to be no penalty for polluting. But as I just reported to you, uh, there is indeed going to be penalties and uh, could cost uh, up to $100,000. Hey, did you know we have another uh, series of metrics to share with you? And the metrics concern um, the uh, best town's to, and the safest towns to live in in Rhode Island. Do you know what the safest town to live in Rhode Island is? Well, let me share it with you. It's Bristol. And you know what? I've been doing this for years, and this is the third year in a row that the town of Bristol uh, gets named as the safest city in Rhode Island. The software developed by SafeWise.com identified the top 10 safest places in the Rhode Island, uh, state of Rhode Island. But notes on the whole that the entire state is actually a lot safer to live in than most other states. Other criteria that they studied, safety and security, gun violence, how people in each community had concerns about COVID-19, and preparedness for natural disasters. So what they did is they read newspapers and FBI crime reports in order to come up with their top ten list. So here's number two and number three on the list, South and North Kingston. Well, number four is Cumberland, and Smithfield came in number five, respectively. Congratulations to Cumberland. One of the three cities making the list, right beside the ones I've mentioned, was Westerly, and that's the city, number six, towns of North Providence and Coventry, seven and eight. While the city of Pawtucket, for the first time, made the list as number nine. And topping off the list was the city of Warwick. Now listen, while Woonsocket did not make the top ten listing, the people who put the ranking together made note of the comforting fact that while the rest of New England, Rhode Island crime rate is lower than the national average. But in the New England region, Rhode Island does have the second highest violent crime rate behind our contiguous state of Massachusetts. The number was 3.0. And it also had the third highest property crime rate behind Connecticut and Vermont. Thanks to Go Local Providence that led us to this report. Do you cook with a gas stove? I know I do and I love it. It wasn't until America's crooked fact-checkers and whack-job Joe Biden said, Oh, I have no intention of banning gas stoves that John Nolte, uh, Nolte rather, writing on Breitbart.com, said he was certain Joe Biden would ban gas stoves. Well, it's a backdoor ban, by the way, of outrageous regulations that only 4% of gas stoves will actually meet. So, in reality, it's being done under Joe Biden's command, not through democracy from our elected representatives, but by the fascists' bureaucrats who have lifetime jobs in the worthless Department of Energy. There's only one way to correct all this nonsense, my dear listeners, and that starts with getting rid of Joe Biden and the idiots that he's picked for a vice president in the next election uh, and we don't know who that's going to be yet. Uh, I think we need to vote for Donald Trump in a landslide to complete his stolen second four-year term. Oh, you may or may not agree with me. But in any event, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm glad to have you with us. And I, I hope 
that you're enjoying the program. We'll be back shortly. Your 2023 Deluxe Motor Coach Companion is RDC Tours of Smithfield. Great trips coming up May 21st. Encore Casino in Boston Harbor. Get $20 back to gamble May 27th. It's our visit to the 9-11 Memorial and Museum to New York City. June 4th, the Carol King Musical at the Ogonquit Playhouse with lunch. July 11th, an Italian show with lunch at the Aquaturf Club in Connecticut. Other trips in 2023 include Red Sox and Yankees at Yankee Stadium in New York in August. Penn Dutch two-night trip to see the Miracle of Christmas show and the Jimmy Buffett show in Penn Dutch Country. And see the Rockettes at Radio City Music Hall in New York City, both in November. RDC Tours uses Academy buses with restrooms on board and professional drivers. Check out details at rdctours.com. Richard, the owner, escorts every tour personally. Call 401-529-7802 to book your adventure. All deluxe motor coaches leave from our Plainfield Pike location in Johnston. Matthew and Nell invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. We wash, dry, fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. Includes detergent, bleach softener, dryer sheets with clear plastic bags. Pickup and delivery is available too. We have all commercial front load machines, 20 pounds, 30, 40, 60 pounds, and 80 pound washers. And enjoy our 65 inch flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you're here. Commercial accounts are also welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 45 pounds. Have a question? Call us at 769-9661. The husband and wife team, Matthew and Nell, invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. Charlie's Tire and Service Center in Bellingham is the go-to shop for all your tire and mechanical needs. Serving Bellingham, Franklin, Blackstone, and nearby communities for well over 40 years. We specialize in tires, wheel alignments, and general auto maintenance and repair. South Main Street at Route 126 in Bellingham. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5, Saturdays till noon. Stop in and talk to our service manager at Charlie's Tire and Service Center. Call us at 508-883-1211 and make an appointment. You can check us out on Facebook. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. The panel on Monday mornings, yours truly, Dick Bouchard, and all our wonderful listeners. Here's a little known fact that the mainstream media is hiding from you. People across the U.S. are buying guns, and February, the shortest month of the year, was no exception. February was the 43rd straight month in an unbroken row where gun sales have hit over 1 million in the United States. Now, this is despite the fact February is an on-leap year of only 28 days. The number is based on retail data and FBI background checks. And we all know, we all know there, there also have been private transactions that never got recorded as well. I'll never forget my visit to a flea market in West Virginia <laughs> uh, during one of my FEMA assignments where you could buy a gun, any gun you wanted, by simply handing the dealer cash and walking away with it. Simple as that. <laughs> I mean, boy, they're so different. That was the beauty of working for FEMA. I got to see what things were like in other states. Figures like these, month after month, show me and other Americans that uh, we are rejecting all that rhetoric and all are choosing to protect themselves and participate in the rich heritage of the shooting sports. Meanwhile, Democrats and rhinos want to strip away gun rights from law-abiding Americans. My source, thegatewaypundit.com. Did you know that Nevada's Democratic state lawmakers say they are planning to introduce a bill to give Medicaid... To illegal immigrants, the estimated cost is a mere $78.5 million. This stupid proposed legislation comes from Nevada State Senator Fabian Donate, co-majority whip of the Senate Democrats in Nevada. Donate issued the cost estimate during a Wednesday press conference. 
<laughs> but we all know it could end up costing a lot more than he predicted, since there's no exact data on the number of illegal immigrant totals in Nevada. Folks are scared to admit their immigration status, he says. <laughs> the woke bill is titled Nevada Health Opportunities Planning and Expansion Act. Isn't it nice how they disguise it? It's yet to be formally filed, so reaction from Republicans is unknown for now, but you just got my reaction. You think this dumb idea might catch on in other blue states like Rhode Island? I hope not. Conservativenews.com is my source. Here's a story from Seattle, Washington that caught my eye Friday morning. Seattle. Police say a car crash in Seattle's Ravina neighborhood early Thursday morning turned into a kidnapping case when the car's owner managed to climb out of the trunk when the trunk lid sprung open following the crash into a house. Officers were called to reports of a car crashing into a North Seattle home. When they arrived at 5 o'clock in the morning, they found the car on fire. But witnesses told the cops they saw a man climb out of the trunk after the car hit the left front of the ranch-style one-story home. Turns out the 63-year-old man was located nearby, and he said several thieves attacked and bound him and placed him in the trunk of his own car. They fled following the crash, just so you know. The car thief kidnappers got away, and so far, they haven't been caught. Fox 13 News Seattle is my source. You're listening to the Upfront Program, Dick Bouchard, your host. You're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling. Hello Morning, there. Dick. How you doing? Morning, Dick. Rick Mernia. How are you? Hi, Rick. I'm doing fine. How you doing, buddy? Excellent. I, I, I liked your little piece here on gun ownership, people um, exercising their Second Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? The, the left is always attacking our rights as free free citizens whenever right. it comes to these mass shootings or not even mass shootings multiple shootings mass shootings are wrong mm -hmm. term sometimes but um when they do that what does the government do they take away they want to take more of the free man's rights away but I'll, i'm going to say this uh, there was a shooting in miami over the weekend kids were down there in, on spring break i guess correct um uh, I, I, you know, as you know, I worked in the prison for 31 years. Exactly. Uh, so I've been carrying a weapon, concealed carry, for about since about 1985. Mm -hmm. now, I get two questions for you, Dick. How many times do you think I've shot anybody? <laughs> the answer is zero. Zero. Okay, you get the first question right. How many times do you think I've had to pull that weapon out? Uh, you mean, and possibly brandish it without shooting yeah. it. Maybe a yeah. couple of times. It might. Maybe yeah. a couple of times. Never. Never. Okay. Never. And um, you know. So Remember, I, I, I know where I, you work, though. <laughs> I, know I used that. to have my badge for that place, also. Sure, and, and there's always the possibility. But when you you know you can protect yourself, you have that. You really need it. Yeah. And and but it's just good to know that as a free citizen in the United States of America, we have that right. And uh, but the left hates that right. Now let me ask you a question. Uh, before I ran that story this morning about a million guns being yeah. sold every month for the past uh, 43 straight months, had you yeah. seen that story anywhere before? I had not. You no. see, and, and I know you're a gun enthusiast, and that's the whole purpose of this program, Rick. I hope very much you appreciate it. I brought it up. I do. I do, Dick. So uh, thank you very much for that, and you have yourself a great rest of your week. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling. All right. Rick Mernier calling in. Yeah, I used to work over at the DOC, and I had the pleasure of designing their DOC uh, communication system over there at uh, the Department of Corrections. Um, I'm sure you probably haven't heard about the most recent Rasmussen poll that shows that 55% of all voters agree that D.C. Republicans actually worked with D.C. Democrats to keep Trump from being reelected in 2020. Most likely you do. Now, if you wonder about whether people are really starting to understand about the uniparty operation going on in D.C., uh, the answer appears to be a resounding yes. You see, the latest Rasmussen poll states that even a majority of Democrats admit that rhinos likely conspired with Democrats to keep President Trump from winning the 2020 election. The exact wording of the question asked is right now as follows. How likely is it 
that Republican politicians in the District of Columbia worked secretly with Democrats to keep Trump from being reelected in 2020. Here are the results. 55% of all the voters polled <laughs> said it's likely. 67% of Republicans said yes, as likely. And even 51% of the Democrats say, yep. So voters who support President Trump reject the Wall Street professionally Republican donor class. The Republican Party is now the party of make America great again. America first and Donald Trump now. 235 people had comments on this story. And if you want to read them, just go to conservativetreehouse.com, which is my source. Did you know the Ohio Attorney General filed a 58-count civil lawsuit in federal court last week seeking to hold Norfolk County, that's a railroad, financially responsible for the February 3rd train derailment in East Pakistan that caused the release of over a million gallons of hazardous chemicals. The railroad, quoting now, recklessly endangered both the health of area residents and Ohio's natural resources. The company had repeatedly said it will make the situation right, said the Ohio's attorney general. But the lawsuit's going to make sure that Norfolk Southern keeps its word. The derailment was entirely avoidable and the direct result of Norfolk Southern's practice of cutting uh, its safety areas down. And making sure its profits went up. Citizenfreepress.com is my source. Now, I, I love doing lists, so I do them constantly in this program. It depends which state you live in as to just how much your state extracts from you in taxes. I present to you the overall tax burden by state. Now, to determine the resident saddled with the highest, biggest tax burdens, Wallet Hub, they did it again, compared the 50 states across the three tax types of state tax burdens. And they are property taxes, individual income taxes, sales, and excise taxes as a share of their total personal income. So here are the top 10 of the tax states. Number one is New York. Number two, Hawaii. Number three, Maine. Number four, Vermont. Number five, Minnesota. Number six, New Jersey. Number seven, Connecticut. Number eight, Rhode Island. Number nine, California. And number 10, Illinois. So I bet you didn't realize that Rhode Island is worse at taking taxes from you than California. And you didn't know that until now. And by the way, did you notice that our neighboring state, that we used to laughingly refer to as tax Massachusetts is no longer in the top 10. As a matter of fact, they're down to number 21 on this same list of 50 states. And as a public service to my listeners, here are the bottom top five states that tax you the least. You'll note that only one of these states is in New England. So here we go with the best places to live if you don't like taxes. Number 45, Florida. 46, New Hampshire. 47, Wyoming. Number 48, Delaware. You can go live with Joe Biden if you want. Number nine, 49, Tennessee. And number 50, Alaska. I don't know too many people planning to move to Alaska, but anyway. There you go. What do you think of that? Um, did you know the average frost date to begin planting in one socket? According to the Farmer's Almanac, is April 28th. Circle your calendar. You can start putting plants in the ground like carrots and chives and onions and parsnips, peas, potatoes, radishes, spinach, and more. Uh, on or after April 28th, according to the Farmer's Almanac. And as usual, I'm sure you did not hear about the turnouts for Donald Trump and DeSantis out in Davenport, Iowa. So here I am. To tell you that between 700 and 1,000 people actually heard Ron DeSantis speak at 8 o'clock in the morning at the Rhythm City Casino in Davenport, Iowa. I got that from the QC Times 
uh, they, one of the, one paper said they drew hundreds, another paper said drew seven hundred. So no more than a thousand heard Ron DeSantis speak. So now we find that um, the facility at the River Center Convention Center, which holds ten thousand, was packed to the gills, where Donald Trump spoke. Yeah. Donald Trump spoke for two hours. He started at 6.30 p.m. He didn't end until 8.30 p.m. Not a word in the paper about it. Trump said, I will not give a single penny to any school that has a vaccine or mask mandate. He also went on and says, after I win, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled in 24 hours. I love this quote. I will break up the Federal Department of Education and redistribute its functions among the 50 states. Reuters.com reported that uh, Ron DeSantis, 44 years old, was buttoned down and tightly scripted during his brief casino speaking and book signing event, sticking strictly to his script. Just thought I'd share that with you. Um, Did you know Rhode Island made international news yesterday? Yes, it did. So I'm getting close to the end of my time. That's about that female con artist who did it by raking in quarter million dollars in donations. She lied about being a cancer-stricken Marine Corps veteran. She's been sentenced to nearly six years in prison. Sarah Jane Cavanaugh, 32. Claimed to have served in Iraq and Afghanistan and developed lung cancer, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? She was never even in the service. Can you imagine this story uh, was going around last week? Well, it was, and it bothered me. Uh, You know, my son was in the Special Forces, went to Iraq, all that stuff. And and here, this woman was on, was a GoFundMe page and all that crap. Believe it or not, she actually became the commander of the VFW post in North Kingston. Never even served in the military. My source is New York Post, Rhode Island Department of Justice Office, DailyMail.com. Boy, (laughs) you know what? It's almost time for me to say goodbye. I certainly thank you very much for listening to my program this morning. And I hope very much that... uh, You've enjoyed what you heard. I'm here every uh, Monday morning, by the way, uh, with this very same program. So I hope that you'll tune in next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Anyone left, hire the best. Rigorously. Bye. WNRI Winsocket. W.